0: Hello there, Hello there. welcome to the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by Daniel Slobodian. Hello. And Sean Milligan. All right. <laughs> so today, we've got a few small different topics to discuss. Uh, the first of which is going to be what has been the biggest hyperspace trial so far in the world, in uh, somewhere in California, that had 89 people. And that, interestingly, was won by four Star Vipers. What do you think of that, Dan?
1: Four Star Vipers. Interesting in hyperspace. Some people have been calling it the equivalent of the Quad Phantoms, in that it's sort of that you can do the sort of moving fortress formation almost. And then uh, when things start getting spicy, you can break them out and they can all act independently as well. I can see a lot of similarities there, but I don't know. Yeah, so that list was flown by Mitch Raab and uh, fair play to the I didn't see I haven't watched any of the games yet but like I always think that taking a list where you've got ships that can basically take a, a single focus token and yet to do that well with it fair play to him like that's really good going.
0: So the only game of the 4 Star Vipers I've really watched and I haven't watched it fully is the final and the reason I haven't watched it fully is because The Star Viper player, Mitch, and his opponent, who was flying a sinker swarm, spent most of the two hours just not engaging with each other, trying to get that perfect engagement before committing, and then towards the end of the game, the Star Viper player was able to uh, swing in and half-point a torrent, and amazingly, the Republic player managed to fly a sinker off the board.
2: Just imagine what was going through his head when he realised it was the wrong way, of just like, oh no.
0: It's probably thinking, That's two hours. I'm not getting back. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> devastated.
2: As I mentioned uh, before, we jumped on the, the amount of patience that they must have had to have sit there for two hours and just not want to shoot things with this roll dice. It's just, it's definitely not my play style at, at all. But I just, I can't imagine what was going through their heads.
0: <laughs> Boredom, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> well, I was just thinking, I was just wondering how they kept themselves entertained. Because obviously, I suppose you've got to kind of maybe try and bluff your opponent that you're going to do something different to try and entice them to change their style, as it were, but I don't know. It's such a long time. Yeah. yeah. I think
0: in against the sinker swarm, the Vipers do have the initiative uh, advantage, because they're all I-4s. But I do wonder how it goes into stuff like Rebel Beef. Because as you say, Dan, they, each of those guys has a single focus token, and they can... You know, they have the bendy barrel rolls, makes them super maneuverable, but if they do that, they've got no mods bar the crack shot. Each of them had crack shot.
1: Yeah. I, I just do one day. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've said it uh, several times on the show, but you've got to be lucky as well as good. And, you know, fair, pay, fair play to the guy. There's, there's no denying that he must be extremely skilled. But I also think there's no denying that he must have got lucky in a few places. Like, you just, you just can't not have been you know i don't mean to take anything away from him at all you know i certainly couldn't do what he's done but like you've got to have the dice on your side as well yeah definitely although again to be fair to mitch
0: i don't know him, but i know one of his one of his mates he goes by quackshot on the uh the slack x-wing channel and he says he's been doing very well with that list for a long time so yeah. maybe there is more to it than we're giving credit for.
1: I mean, it's definitely not just a high ceiling but a high floor as well. Like I think you've gotta you've gotta put the time into it to to know what you're doing. Especially against the the matchups like Rebel Beef and things like that. You you gotta know what you're doing with them.
0: Yeah. Okay. So moving from one tournament with interesting lists to another. We have mentioned the Bologna system open in Italy yesterday. But today what we're gonna do is hone in on Player who came fifth flying Han and Corin Horn, who was Miguel Cerezo. So his list was uh, Han Solo, R2 D two, Inertial Dampeners, Cane and Yara strict Shot, Engine Upgrade. So so far so standard, really. And then in comes Corin Horn, where he flew R two Astromech, Fire Control System, and Spare Parts Canisters. So that's quite interesting. We don't see Corin knocking around that much. He is there and thereabouts sometimes, but it's always interesting to see him get so high up a final standings. What do you think of Car and Sean? And I suppose the E wing generally. What are your impressions?
2: I mean, I think overall the E wings uh, at the just like a tad expensive, which is why I don't think we're seeing them that much. I'm surprised. To, well, uh, I'm su- I'm surprised to see him in as the second ship. I mean, obviously, we're so used to having the A wing attached a hand great hand, but. Corrin actually surprisingly fits in quite well, especially with still retaining that twelve point bid. So, and then you, yeah, and then you got the regen on the way out. Actually, it, it it's, I mean, he it, still just as devastating from the first edition. So yeah, I suppose it's quite a good. It, I think it's quite a good pairing.
0: What I think he's definitely a hit and run type ship. You know, with his ability and having the regen yeah. droid coming in and then leaving again, is definitely where his strength lies. What well, is something leap out to you about the particular Corum build,
1: Dan? Uh, Interest in the spare parts canisters. I mean, the like you say, the regen droid uh, and fire control systems are, are fairly standard. But I think that spare parts is is um, really pushing towards a survivability. So, uh, if anyone's not sure, because doesn't come up very often, spare parts canisters and modification. Uh, it's got a single charge on it, and it has an. It says action: spend one charge to recover one charge on one of your equipped droid upgrades, or action: spend one charge to drop one spare parts, then break all locks ass- assigned to you. So it's doing a few things there. I mean, obviously, uh, getting an extra, being able to get an extra shield back from your R2 astromech is one option, but also just being able to break target locks, great. You know, because obviously then it's making Corrin more survivable, nerfing your enemy's attack. But also, it's going to combo pretty well with Han, because it's an extra uh, obstacle. It's an extra thing for him to shoot through, for an extra thing to be at range one of to get his rerolls. So, um, there's doing quite a bit of synergy there.
0: Definitely. Definitely an interesting point about Han. Just, you know those extra rolls and also clogging up the board to stop your opponent being able to chase through seems cool in, ter- in regards to using its charge to either get an astromech charge back or to discard locks i kind of have a hard time with Karin seeing you discarding the locks because in a lot of situations like if you're getting shots you know you, i don't know in what situations would you use it to break locks and in what situations would you be better off just taking a focus and crossing your fingers suppose, Ordnance, if you don't yeah. want to take a torpedo?
1: Ordnance, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, definitely. Yeah, there's... I, I don't know, I guess it's you know, you've got to judge it on the situations, haven't you, really? Like, say, breaking the lock is not the only thing. Getting all the extra synergy with Hannah is nice as well. Just depends, I guess, on... you know. I would imagine it's not something that he's using early in the game. I would imagine he's waiting a while to see what the best use of it is. Mm. you know um, because you are right with it being an action like it, it only really breaks locks i guess with things that are lower pilot skilled than you yeah because otherwise they can just reacquire it although although i guess with chances are he's moving after any other fives with a 12 point bid uh, that's a pretty hefty bid so yeah other fives as well perhaps
0: yeah i think to know another interesting place where spare parts has popped up is in the list that Jesper Hills took to the UK Grand Championships. He had yeah. Anakin, Obi-Wan, and a torrent, and both of the Aether sprites had spare parts. Mm. And I think that's quite good. Again, for like using blocking up lanes for your aces to be able to run away. But with yeah. those guys as well, you can spend your auction to, action to break the locks, and then you still have your force left to mod your green dice.
1: Yeah, that's nice. Mm. Just a, a counterpoint to you saying that you're more likely to use it for the R2 astromech. Spare parts canisters is four points. R two D two gives you a, an extra charge, and he's only six points. So you know if you, you're gonna if you're gonna use it as a third charge on your on your shield regen, is it not just better to bring R two at that point?
0: Not if he's in the Falcon.
1: This is true. This is true. i forgot forgotten about think, the terror that is Handbrake can. Hand.
2: Yeah. And I think, and I think for the versatility, I think four points is an absolute steal. Um, Definitely. I know. I- I think when the card was previewed at the start of the year, I know there was an awful lot of talk saying this card's going to be on every ace. You know, it's going to be really popular. But this is—I think this is the first I really started to see it fly about. And I think is this the start of people catching on to actually, you know, what this is—the card we thought it was going to be?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It sort of came into play at the same time as they nerfed. Well, soft nerfed ordinance, really, you know, with all the points changes, you know, pre January it was uh, ordinance yep. all over the place, but now very, very much not the case. So, um, yeah, I think it just sort of came in at the wrong time and hasn't quite picked up again. Yeah. Good point.
0: Okay. And then a final point for me, and I always have to ask this every time I see Karen on the table <laughs> would this list have been better if it was League Skywalker?
1: <sighs> I mean,. What what kind of Luke can you get for seventy six points?
0: Well, you can put you can't put FCS on him, but he is sixty two no. points base, so he's four points cheaper. So you can have him with R two Astromech spare parts canisters, and then if you go to one ninety, you can fit on. Well, no, you can fit on afterburners because that's a mod as well. So you no. do lose the boost having Luke over Karin.
2: Isn't Karin three green dice as well rather than two? Corin is three but he's luke has his
0: force so overall i think he probably is more survivable
1: yeah that's um yeah it's uh, i'm not sure i think it probably comes down to, to flying style because mm-hmm. again i again you know i don't mean to harp on about it but like with the three green dice you you are obviously you know increasing your variance quite a lot but you if you manage to ride that variance a little bit, then he'll do better for you than Luke will. I've mm. seen Luke a lot of times. You know, he's so tanky, but all he has to do is roll a few blanks, and he's going down.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true.
1: Yeah, true of Corrin, also, of course. But you know, obviously, I think, like you say, it comes down to to flying style, really. If you can, if you can, you know, get use of the the extra attack, and also, you know the the end of the day, you're going into the first round probably with a double modded attack um, with those experimental scanners, Mm. you know. So, you know, he he can be a bit of a terror concurring. If he can just fly in along with Han and delete something in the first round, then, you know, he's looking good.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can also see Karin being a good kind of wingman for Han better than Luke is maybe because he's so fast. And yeah. he can really if someone starts chasing Han, Karin can then swoop in and you know, nuke something. And if they if they start chasing Karin, he can get out a
1: dodge. So mm. his his dial is crazy good as well. I'm just looking at yeah. it on squad builder and he's got every move apart from a talon roll available to him. Like yes.
2: that's crazy good. Uh, I went up against um Steve was running two E Wings and Luke. And I was just amazed about where those a wigs could go. it's just like i just I, I had to remind myself it was just like they are really really good, they are expensive, which is their only which, which is the main issue, but like you said, the dial's amazing they 've got the three red the three green there are that you know if they were to come down a couple of points, I, I think they would appear specifically current would appear a lot more
0: yeah, I think the generics like aren't awful like they are too expensive probably for what you get but having in a few just kind of friendly games like i have found them to be surprisingly good when i've used them just having that lock and focus coming in for just over 50 points you know they can get work done especially because people tend to ignore them because they are not they haven't got the reputation of being that strong but if you leave them alone they will do some damage Mm. Anyway, definitely a ship to keep an eye on, I think, once the points change uh, around the end of this month. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Cool. All right, so that's all we have time for today. So that's goodbye from Sean. Goodbye. Goodbye from Dan. ta That's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white.